The Chicago Bulls get a win over the Milwaukee Bucks, showing a lot of the heart that Chicago Bulls fans have been waiting and wanting to see from this team since the season started. We're going to talk about what all went into that win, how the Bulls executed. We're also going to talk about how the Bulls looked without Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan. And now we do know that Zach Levine is actually going to be missing a week sideline with that foot injury. We're going to get into all that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. I'm the host, Sarah Hayes, but more importantly, you guys can follow the channel at Bulls Central Pod on every single social media platform we happen to be on. With that being said, let's go ahead and get into the content for today. So first up, we got breaking news that's literally just dropped. Right before I started recording, per Sham Sharania, uh, Zach Levine will be sidelined for a full week. He will not return for a week with that foot injury. That's going to add a lot of kind of speculation on what's going on with the Zach Levine trade. Are they sitting him out to make sure that he doesn't get injured as they look to find a trade partner with him? It's still going to be quite a while. I know, you know everybody's had the December 15th date in mind. Keep in mind, though, it could push to January 15th where uh, the rookies that were drafted are also eligible to be traded, but this is kind of the next step in the saga of what's going on with Zach Levine and the Chicago Bulls. So now Zach Levine is going to be sidelined for a week. We're going to get to see how players now step up with the added shots and things like that. Who's going to go into that starting lineup? It's going to be interesting to see because if the Bulls do find a way to show a lot of that heart they showed in last night's game consistently, ah, the the, the, the fever pitch around everything is going to get, going to get uh, even louder. We do also have a topic today where we're going to get into how the Bulls affected their trade value from Darnell Mayberry. So, you know, this kind of all plays into that. But I want to focus and, and start this off really by talking about the game yesterday, right? And it, it, overall, yes, the Bulls got the win. They were in that game. They actually led in, uh, in, in time and winning. They led in possessions. Everything with the Chicago Bulls, playing with better spacing, playing with, uh, with a, a quicker pace, things like that. It all played into how this team was able to come in here and perform, and they performed very, very well. And was it was good to see the team play in that in that type of manner and style, right? Like I said in the opening, this is the way that we've been wanting to see the Chicago Bulls play now for for since the season opened months, right? We this is how we've been wanting to see this Chicago Bulls team play. Now we haven't seen it consistently, and you know with Demar and Zach out coming into that game, I was initially not even going to lie to you. Very, very, you know, hesitant to, to, to say or think that this Bulls team was going to put up the level of fight that they were able to put up against the, against the Milwaukee Bucks. But listen, I love what we saw from the team. Um, I love the way that they were able to come in and execute. I love that, you know, how they also played great team ball. And that was the thing that, that is, is the most, you know, kind of uh, uh, standout part of it. This team played with better space, with allowed Nikola Vucevic to get to work way better than what he has this season. And while I'm I'm not saying that Nikola Vucevic has not played bad this season regardless, I, I'm not saying that at all because he has, right? You have to you have to take it uh, account of that as well. But, like, when he can get in rhythm and he can play with space and can operate from that mid to low post, right, to start, try to start his offense, Nikola Vucevic looks like a completely different player, way more engaged, right? In times we played through Nikola Vucevic, 29 points, 10 rebounds, 6 assists, 1 steal from Nikola Vucevic, it was a really solid game from Nikola Vucevic, and Kobe White continued growing. Didn't shoot the ball efficiently at all, but 23 points, 7 assists, 1 steal, 1 block, um, and 4 rebounds from Kobe White. Playing all over the court was Kobe White, and it just had, like I said, I know I'm going to keep saying this, just a different feel. This team was moving without the ball. The ball was moving around freely, and that's kind of the things that make a team that doesn't have kind of that superstar talent more dangerous is when you don't know where the offense is going to come from. The, the team had 30 I'm sorry, yeah, 32 assists on 45 made baskets. That's amazing. 
And then the turnovers. We did have 21 turnovers. That assisted turnover ratio isn't what I would like to see that, but again, it kind of is what it is. We let off points off turnovers. We we uh we won the rebounding battle by eight, I believe. Like we came into this game and we showed heart. We showed desire. We showed the ability to go out there and get it. And so like, this is how we want a Chicago Bulls team to play. Are they always going to get wins? No. There are going to be times, absolutely, where even with playing with a great amount of heart, you just get outskilled and out-depth at times, right? But when you see the young players in this game, specifically Io DeSumo in his first start in the season and how he was able to come play two-way basketball, but he also scored 14 points, going 6 of 8 from the field, 6 rebounds, 6 assists, two, uh, 3 steals in that. Io DeSumo is a player that a lot of Bulls fans were down on, understandably so, after his sophomore year. But he's showing that he is growing his game. And, and he, the role that he's in now is a role that he feels comfortable in and is a role that he's going to thrive in, it seems like, as well. And that's great to see Io's confidence build up. And I think sometimes as, as fans of sports, we just forget how important confidence is in, in, in doing things like that. So, again, Billy Donovan saying this after the game. I give our guys credit. We just kept, uh, we kept hanging in the game. We just kept playing the next possession, and there was some resiliency. That is something that we have not seen from the Chicago Bulls team consistently this whole season. We've seen it at times and in spurts, right? And then for a long part of the season, it was the bench that showed the most heart and grit, but it was the whole roster uh, in yesterday's game. Even Julian Phillips, who didn't hit a shot, right, but came in there, got some assists in there. He got three assists, three rebounds, and, and only his 14 minutes in there gave us some solid minutes in that time. Andre Drummond with 10 points. Uh, Torrey Craig with 10 points. Uh, J- Javon Carter finding his shooting stroke again with 11 points. It was just different in seeing how this team performed. Now, wasn't all, like, uh, it was pr- pretty much all sunshine and rainbows with that. But, like, Patrick Williams, one of the things that we saw in this game was the Bulls played in a way that they talked about that, how they wanted to play coming into the season. What a better pace, right? And so Patrick Williams said this. Playing faster was something that we had already been talking about as a solution for our team. Before we even knew those guys were, were out. So what that was, so that was, that was already going to be an emphasis of ours coming into this game. If those, uh, if those with those guys would have played, there would have been a lot of open shots for Zach, a lot of open shots for DeMar. And he also saying this, so happy to get back, get those guys back whenever they can and implement them into this offense that we're trying to kind of start to build. It's only going to make us that much better. Now, there's some signs of concern in that. If you're talking about trying to build your offense when your better two players are out of there and it actually works, there's some concerns with that, and we'll get into that. But one of the biggest kind of comments that I know a lot of people are going to take and run with it is Alex Caruso was asked about uh, if the Bulls can play with uh, this type of pace going forward, and he said this, we've shown in spurts this year, sometimes you have that heightened sense of urgency when you have two of your best players out. Guys step up and you have a little more focus. This thing for us is to watch film, see what we did right, and continue to play at that level. Those two guys are great players. When they're locked in, we're a good team. Now, I know people are going to take the back end of that comp- that comment when they're locked in, especially with all the conversation around Zach Levine being checked out. Some people even say maybe DeMar. I haven't felt like DeMar has been checked out. I felt like DeMar may be on a decline finally. But, you know, I, though that last sentence in that is going to be what you're going to see a lot of headlines take away from. And I'll say this, right? And the thing that a lot of people are going to come out and say now, especially now with Zach Levine being out a week as well, is what does the way that this team played last night really mean for how Zach Levine or the the stuff around Zach Levine has impacted the mentality of this team so far this season and I think that that's a fair question to ask when you see this team that that we're missing two really good players and did not have the same talent level but they came in 
They moved the ball around. They played with that heart. The distractions were removed. And sometimes there's something to be said about coming back home, right, which the Bulls were at home last night, after getting your butts kicked for five games in a row and just wanting to give. The United Center was rocking last night. And that is something that the fans have not gotten a chance to see. But there's going to be questions now raised by other content creators, pundits, things like that of, is, is, is Zach Levine the problem, right? And not necessarily in the sense that, well, yeah, the trade sense and, you know, him being checked out. But, like, the, the fact of the matter is, is when you don't run isolations, with the Bulls have been running less a lot less isolations here in, in this season. We're running 5% on isolations. But when you have more shots spread out amongst more players and everybody's touching the ball, everybody has to be engaged and involved in the offense because those shots got to come from everywhere. We saw it on, on the last play of, of regulation that AC got that three-point shot that sent us into overtime. Yes, Kobe White wasn't shooting well. Vooch and Alice Cruz and everybody else out there, you it, it wasn't. Experience the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, my bookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim the code Bull Central, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code Bull Central to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. That you can zero in on one player in that last type of second like you can do. We, you, if, it, if that game would have went with DeMar and Zach the same way, but that last second shot to send it in overtime, you know it's probably going to go to DeMar. You know it's probably going to go to Zach. You can run some things like that. But when you have a team that's all locked in and playing in that manner, it makes it more difficult. And when you look at the shot spread out as well, Vooch and Kobe White were the only two players with over 20 shots. Patrick Williams was third with 14 in that starting lineup. And then you had nine coming from Caruso, eight coming from Iota Sumo. Now, they scored efficiently and effectively. Then you had 10 from Torrey Craig off the bench, only two from Andre Drummond. Andre Drummond scored 10 points, 10 and 14. Was what he had off taking only two shots in the game. He, and he went six of eight from the free throw line. Great to see him be able to do that. So those are the things that you're looking at as well. Ten shots from Javon Carter. So when you're able to spread out your offense, it gets everybody involved. When everybody's touching the ball, it makes everybody stay engaged as well. And that's something that we just haven't had, right? Every player hasn't stayed engaged. And so there are going to be a lot of people, both rightfully and kind of embellishing someone, asking, okay, does this team just play better without Zach? And they're going to ask about DeMar to a, de to a degree. And here, it's been one game. It's only one game. You don't want to overrate it or anything like that. But you have to ask yourself, and watching this and monitoring it going forward, right, especially as AK now is going to be evaluating the roster, the thing that you have to ask is, does seeing this team play with this level of heart, does it make them maybe reconsider going full rebuild? And the reason why I say that is, yes, you're going to lose a lot of games either way. But with the heart and determination that this team played and with how engaged they had to be. Hell, we got Patrick Williams showing some emotion yesterday, right? But in having a team that everybody has to be engaged just by the nature of you're going to use your full roster, everybody's going to get touches. Maybe AK and Eversley look at this, which, you know, everything that we've heard so far has said that they don't necessarily desire to go full rebuild. 
But maybe they look at this and say, hey, maybe keeping a couple of veterans in Vooch, Trum, and Caruso that aren't getting paid a whole hell of a lot is maybe better for the long-term development of our young players because now we can put the ball in their hands a little bit more. One thing that I've always talked about with Patrick Williams, for example, is development reps. He hasn't gotten that. Now, that's not to say that he still doesn't have he still doesn't have other aspects of his game that he should have been working on and being able to impact the game on, but in having players get more involved in the offense, having an offense that gets everything more spread around, it brings out a different light. So in, in looking at this, does AK and Eversley now look at this one game? And again, now that you know that Zach Levine is going to be out a week, do you look at that week and really say, hey, maybe, just maybe, attacking a rebuild rather than try to retool and still try to build a playoff team right away, maybe take it more time over time? That isn't necessarily, there's a difference between rebuilding also and blowing it all up and bottoming out. I think there's those three things kind of people use interchangeably and there's a lot different. You can rebuild and still try to make the playoffs, right? And so it just it comes to rebuilding the roster, taking down some of the foundations and placing in new ones. Now you can retool, which is like, hey, we're keeping a lot of the foundational pieces. We're just going to add a couple of little in-between pieces that, that hopefully can make us play better. And then there's blowing it all up when you just send everybody off. And then you're probably going to be bad for a little while. And you commit to that. And you're going to be in the lottery trying to find the next star. And like, that's what AK and Eversley have to try to figure out what, what's the next step that they want to take for this roster. And when you have the young players step up in the way that they did, and we still need to see more of Julian Phillips, didn't get to see any of Ernelot Batim in the game yesterday either. But when you have players that are playing and performing like that, and the young players are a big part of why you won, and they're growing in their roles, you may have to start reconsidering what your thought process is behind what you want to get out of this Zach Levine trade in the direction you want the roster to go next after that. Now, again, Vooch is locked in. He has a guaranteed contract for three years. I think he's going to be here, and I think that's good for the guys if he's going to play more like this. Now, again, it's up to him getting more touches, having more space to operate, but also it's on him to play better, right? So it's not just on the coach in that sense. But I do think that you have to start, at least if I'm AK, really looking at it and saying, hey, maybe getting some more minutes for Julian Phillips to play a little bit more consistently, who had some really nice defensive rotations. Like I said, three rebounds, three assists, no points scored. He was plus 14 when he was in the game, though. But you have to ask yourself, is that kind of more important to the long-term success than us trying to kind of keep this thing afloat to where we're still trying to compete for playoffs going forward in the next two or three years, right? So, you know, it's, it, it raises interesting questions. Finding out that Zach Levine is going to be out now for an additional week is going to raise even more questions on what that next step is going to be for the Chicago Bulls. But, you know, hopefully this front office is ready to start finding answers to that, and we'll see, man. We'll see. We'll see. But with that said, Darnell Mayberry, had a, had a quote that I want to talk about here. And he said this, last season the Bulls were seen as a potential threat just finding its way. Now the league knows that the Bulls are just bad. Now it's no secret Zach Levine is unhappy and open to a new home. Now everyone knows the Bulls are desperate. If he didn't like that the trade offers before, imagine what teams are offering for the Bulls now. Individually, the Bulls players may still have trade value, but the Bulls have lost all the leverage in the, in, at the negotiating table. And that is why when you make your moves are almost as important as the moves you make. And even with me saying that I understood what the team was trying to do this offseason with improving in the margins, you cannot deny that the Bulls have negatively impacted the potential trade value of multiple players on this team. Like I said, Zach Levine now, a player that for all intents and purposes is now looked at that he requested a trade or his camp did or whatever else, that that, that automatically impacts the the value you're going to get in the trade market, the deals you're going to get because teams know, hey, no, they have to move this guy. DeMar DeRozan is a player that, 
last year at the trade deadline would have had great value. But now that it looks like he's taking a step back, right, he hasn't shooting the ball efficiently. He has one of the worst true shooting percentages of his career. Already was a, was a liability defensively. Not to say that you don't have a trade market for him, but you're not going to get the maximum value or the same value had you would have gotten a year ago. Nikola Vucevic, expiring contract last season. Could there have been some trade value for Vooch? Maybe, you know, would have, could have, should have on that one. I, I don't necessarily think there, there is. But again, the Bulls have negatively impacted their trade value, and that is why you're going to see them really take their time on this Zach Levine trade to make sure they are getting the best deal possible. And I will actually go in to say this, with your roster playing in the way that it has been with Zach Levine out, right, or that it did, let me not say has been, that it did last night, and if that continues over the week, you may gain some of that leverage back in the sense that maybe teams look at it and say, maybe the Bulls aren't going to be as desperate if this team is now stepping up and performing in the way it does. And maybe that does hurt Zach Levine's trade value as well with other teams in the league looking to say, hey, look at how this team is performing now that he's out, right? Again, a little bit ahead, uh, the cart before the horse ahead of that one, because we, we, we need more of a sample size before we can say that truly, that this team is going to, to take what they, how they played yesterday and make that go for a full season. But you'd be remiss not to understand that, yes, the Bulls did negatively impact their trade value. They just did. And that and that is what it is. And we'll see how that evolves for the Chicago Bulls. We'll see how that evolves for the team and what the team can get out of situations like that. But ultimately, listen, coming out of yesterday's game, it's a different feel. And now I think more people's eyes are open to what this team could potentially be if they play with more heart. I know that's something to just kind of bring in and, and easy to say, but listen, the way that the Bulls played yesterday, it left a lot, a lot of, of, of room for thought as far as what, the, what needs to happen next with this roster. And we'll see if AK and Eversley are up to the test to figure it the hell out. I hope that they can. I think that they can. But for anyone that doubted the talent that we have on this roster, like I said before and I've been saying, we have talent on this roster. You just got to put them in the right situation. But let me know what you guys think on all that down below. Make sure you're following the show at Bulls Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns. BullsCentralPod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail for the mailbag, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. Thanks to you guys. And like I like to end every episode on, go Bulls. Love you guys. See red if you can, y'all. I know more people are seeing red today than yesterday. I love you guys, man. Peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Media.